0: in the cover shot those that don't want stay back out there dream about the world take watch <laughs> the smoke swirl
2: <laughs> Then the <other> <laughs> don't run out of breath every step could be death to your and be the last less then I'll be don't cry
0: just ask why and try not to die as I take you through a ghetto fella bye don't cry, just ask why. And try not to die as I take you through and get them. Friday night, I was in Bozeman following the Big Sky Conference outdoor track, indoor track and field championships. And sitting at an uh, establishment there, enjoying a beverage. This song was on. I couldn't believe that there was... First of all, I was at the bar on the uh, Montana State campus, which is, uh, at this point, I think, run by a bunch of college kids because there was no seeming adults working anywhere, which is great. It's what you expect from a college bar. Uh, but I just couldn't believe that they were playing this song, which is like 30 years old, and uh, a very deep cut when it comes to a little Tupac. So uh, keep it real over there in Bozeman. Gotta love it. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Colter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Or you can check out the largest inventory of trucks and off-road capable vehicles anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. That's N W msrocks.com. Missed anything in the first hour? We did the Montana basketball hour. All sorts of different contributors. Myself and Andrew Houghton talked our way around the rivalry games between Montana and Montana State. The Grizz sweep the Bobcats in basketball this year uh, in the Missoula version of the rivalry after the Cats swept Montana in Bozeman last month. We also heard from Travis DeCure, Josh Bannon and Brandon Whitney from Grizz Men's Hoops, Danny Sprinkle from Montana State Men's Hoops, Trisha Binford from MSU Women's Hoops, and Sophia Stiles, Carmen G. Feller, and Brian Holsinger from the Lady Grizz. You can find all of that on the Nuana's Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana and the Advocates. You want to be involved in the show? You want to rap with me? You got something to say? You got a question, comment, concern, feedback, whatever? Call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests, of course, will join us the Rangers Players RV phone line. We're going to j- dive into our River City runners recapping the Big Sky Indoor Track Championships in just a little while. But first, uh, I want to a- recap something from last week just so it doesn't get stuck in the mud, doesn't get washed over. The last 10 days are among my favorite 10 days in Missoula. The Big Sky Documentary Film Festival comes to town mid February each year. This was the 19th rendition of said festival. We, I think, hosted seven or eight interviews here at ESPN Missoula as part of the podcast series that we produce here at Missoula Broadcasting Company in association with the DocFest. I know Robert Chase and Mike Smith from The Trail also did some interviews. You can find all of those on the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival podcast feed, which is available on any of your podcast feeds. I was also able to view a few of these films, one in theaters and then a couple uh, on the stream, and always educational And I'm going to continue to watch these films um, as I can. And uh, then when they're re-released, likely going to make sure to get a hold of some of these as well to not only watch myself but share with some of my friends. Um, Andrew Outen, our producer here, he conducted a couple interviews himself. He also was volunteering down there at the Big Sky Doc Fest. I know this is something you really like a lot too, man, because you have a – a deep connection to film, with some of your mom's work in that world, uh, but also having your previous stint in Missoula, volunteered with it a lot. Was there any highlights for you? Anything that really stood out? Anything that uh, really resonated with you
3: that you're still thinking about today? Now that the Doc Fest is over. Well, I think all of them, Colter, and that's the point of the the documentary festival. You know, it's just to broaden your mind a little bit and get you thinking thinking about stuff. I mean, that first weekend. I was doing a volunteer shift. I was actually running the projection at the Wilma, so I was just sitting there watching a couple films and probably not ones that I would have picked out or circled on my program, but when you got nothing to do but just sit there and catch the double feature, um, you know, you get really into it, and those were those were great films. Um, thought a lot about those. I think the highlight of the festival for me was when I saw, I think, on Sunday at the Wilma, uh, called "Accepted," sort of all about the dangers of the higher education system in America and the the greed of the and the the inequity of the higher education system in America, as seen through the lens of this prep school in Louisiana that was, you know, sending a lot of poor black kids to to Ivy League schools or to Stanford or to everywhere, and sort of there was some sketchy stuff going on there and a lot of shades of gray between like well, is this what's necessary to send these kids to put them on an equal level with people who have so many more advantages? Um, So I really liked, you know, following that, I thought the protagonists in that film were really, really good and really engaging a couple of the kids that they followed that were dealing with that sort of pressure. So I really enjoyed that. But everything I saw was was top notch. I mean, I saw refuge about a a white supremacist sort of trying to de-radicalize himself and Falling in with the group of of refugees in one of the most refugee-heavy towns in America and sort of learning to become a lot more accepting of other cultures there. Uh, Being Michelle, who we did a great interview with, about a a deaf woman and a a deaf and disabled woman who sort of found herself caught up in the Florida prison system and lived through hell, basically, for five years in Florida prisons with with nobody who was able to to listen to her and communicate with her. And... um, you know, just, just a lot of stuff that, that makes you think differently about the world. I mean, you spend a couple hours in the Wilma, you watch one of those films, you come out, you sort of you sort of look at things differently. The
0: film that you and I attended together at the Wilma, The Seeds of Vandana Shiva, was um, incredibly impactful to me. A film I'll never forget, a film that I've already rewatched and a film I've already told multiple people about. And uh, if you're not familiar with it, you should definitely see it. It's all about sort of the polarization and uh, the the cost-benefit analysis and the severe, I guess, the, the wonderful pros and the um, sometimes horrific cons of the green revolution and industrial farming uh, in the Middle East and India, as well as the mass production of food, the mass production in agriculture, and the way that seeds and the authenticity – and organic nature, or lack thereof, of seeds is, in fact, one of the most powerful things on planet Earth. It was a very, very interesting movie and one uh, I would certainly, certainly recommend. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanez, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. I had all sorts of stuff to make videos of and tweet about and uh, give you all the multimedia content on SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as on our Twitter feed. And it was very fun being both in Bozeman Friday and Saturday for the Big Sky Conference Indoor Track and Field Championships and then back in Missoula for a pair of rivalry games. But I had uh, some spectacular performances that I was able to watch in Bozeman. I got there about 3 o'clock and had an interview with Trisha Binford, which you heard on this show on Friday. And if you missed it, you can always find it on the uh, Nuwana's Now podcast. But then I uh, set up my show right in the, I guess it would be the northeastern corner of Breed and Fieldhouse. And I had a perfect bird's eye view of the women's high jump. And that women's high jump played out exactly while this show was on on Friday. It was very, um, very, not only um, thoughtful, but also just right on the money for Andrew Peterson, the sports information director, controlling track and field there at MSU to set me up right there. And I got to see in real time while broadcasting this show and talking some hoops and track, Lucy Corbett have an absolutely historic performance. The junior high jumper for Montana State, who's also a Bozeman high product. She high jumped all the way to her third consecutive Big Sky Indoor Championship, and she did it in record-setting fashion by the time she entered the competition, I think she entered at like five, nine and a half. She was one of only four jumpers still high jumping. So then she essentially won the competition when she cleared six feet and everybody else was out. that you know, then then she kept moving the bar up. First, she tried to break her school record. She did it on her first try. Then she tried to make she tried to break the stadium record. She did it on her first try. Then she tried to break the meet championship record of six foot three and one quarter inch. She did it on her first try. Then she attempted three times at six foot three and three quarters, which would absolutely have been the highest high jump I've ever seen a female make in any level of track, if she would have hit it and, uh, she just missed it, but it was super cool too, because her sister and her sister's boyfriend were standing right next to me while I was doing this. And they had no idea about this show. Now they do. And, uh, they were able to watch and listen to watch her and listen to me talk about her while this was all going on. So very cool, Lucy Corbett, the Montana State junior, breaks the all-time Big Sky indoor track and field championship meet record with a outstanding high jump, and she was named the women's most outstanding performer of the meet. On the men's side, the most outstanding performer was Nico Young. And if you follow Northern Arizona track and field and cross country, it is one of the premier programs in the United States of America. The NAU cross country team is the cream of the crop in NCAA Division I, period. They've won multiple national championships. Flagstaff is the highest campus in the United States, and the Olympic Training Center for distance running for the U.S. Olympic team is in Flagstaff, so it makes sense why they have such a strong running tradition. That said, oftentimes someone from out of nowhere comes out and peaks because you oftentimes see two, three, four, five guys from NAU place top ten in the distance races. And sometimes the guy who's supposed to be like the fifth guy on the cross-country team, he just outlegs everybody, and then you have a guy who wasn't even considered to be a podium favorite win the race. That's exactly what Nico Young did. One of the main events I went to Bozeman to watch was the 3,000-meters because of Duncan Hamilton, the outstanding junior from Montana State's exploits. He entered the meet with the 7th fastest 10K time in the country, and that time, excuse me, 3K time in the country, and that time stood at 10th at when the meet began. The only other people in the top 20 were three other Northern Arizona runners, as well as Ben Perrin, who also hails from Montana. He's a Kalispell native who is sort of the one bead to Hamilton's 1A as the anchors of that outstanding MSU men's track uh, distance d- distance core on the track team. Well, Nico Young from Northern Arizona, he ran in the first of the two heats, which is supposed to be the, the slower of the two heats. He ran the best time. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere and wins the men's 3K, outlasting four of his teammates that were favored ahead of him and the two guys from Montana State. So um, crazy performance by Nico Young, but a good performance by Nico Young, and that helped the Northern Arizona men and women earn champion, uh, championship medals as a team as well, and that's just sort of rinse and repeat. They have a couple top 25 track and field programs. NANU men are definitely top 10. They'll, they will definitely go and compete uh, in the national on the national scene, no doubt about it. Some of the other best things that I saw over the weekend, Camilla Noe had a great double dip. She was our Mattress Firm Student of the Week a couple years ago when she was at Bozeman High, She then went to the University of Portland, where she was a standout, and then transferred back to her hometown Bobcats. She got silver medals in both the 5K and the 3K. So that's a pretty endurance heavy slate for her. So to score the 16 points as a team, or for her team, excuse me, and to get those silver medals pretty good. Duncan Hamilton, he did not look healthy in the 3K. I don't know what was going on with him, but he ran about 30 seconds slower than his PR entering the 3K, and you wonder if his mile from the day earlier hurt him. He ran a personal best in the mile the day earlier to win silver in that event, but then he ended up getting fourth in the 3,000 meters after he went in as a heavy favorite. So that was definitely, I think, tough for him to swallow, but he'll have another crack at it because he's going to have regional and uh, NCAA championship caliber times um, by the time this indoor season is all said and done. We also had controversy in the men's hurdles, I'd never seen this before. The starter gun went off, and it didn't start the timer. But the the athletes didn't stop running because no one saw another one of them false start. They shot the gun off a couple times, which is indicative initially of a false start. But again, no one false started, and none of the athletes seemed to see anybody false start. So they all finished the race. Derek Olsen, outstanding hurdler, Who's a Helena native for the Montana State Bobcats? He won that no time heat. He had won. He had the best qualifying time earlier uh, in the weekend as well. So he had won basically the prelims, and he had won the finals in the 60 meter hurdles. But it was a no time. So then they decided they're going to reschedule the, the race. They were going to rerun it. I've never seen this before. I was actually talking to some of the officials at the track meet, and they said it's not as uncommon as you like to believe, but it is uncommon at a championship meet like this. So, unfortunately, a lot of the guys that ran in the 60-meter hurdles, they also ran in the men's 60 open. They also ran in the 200 and or 400. And so there was a lot of races to get through. Olsen himself, I think he ran in the 60, and I think he might have ran in the 200, but regardless, see at least ran in the 60. But there was all sorts of weird things that happened during this, which then resulted in a rerun, and Olson, who won, ends up getting eighth, and he was very despondent afterwards. But Jaden Green, who got nowhere close to the podium a University of Montana, Jr., he got eighth, I think, in the first one. I don't even know if he actually finished the first one. And then he comes back around and earns bronze in the final. The Montana indoor track team, not a lot of qualifiers. Jansen Ziola from the women, and then Brett Yankee and Jaden Green from the men, the only real true point scorers from over the weekend. Grizz Track uh, trying to get their footing without an indoor facility right now. They had a couple of their top athletes, including Cade Johnstone, the outstanding 400 meter runner, out. But Jaden Green, he did did get on the podium and scored a few points for the Montana men's track team. Here's his thoughts just on the controversy and how he was able to rebound, stay mentally locked in, and get back on track. This is part of our River City Runners, presented by Zootown Sports Car's Jaden Green from the UM track team here on Nuances Now. Take me through in between the races because the first one was crazy. I've never yeah. I've never seen that happen, so that must be so hard, though, to, like, refocus. Yeah, it's... it's.
2: It was a long day. It was, it was a lot of getting ready and then having to calm down and then getting ready again and then having to calm down, so... It was just a roller coaster of emotions trying to get through it, but I'm I'm, I'm disappointed it ended the way it did, but I'm also proud of myself for, for getting through the day because it was a long day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, so how long? What's your warm up process like? How long do you usually warm up for before a race like that?
2: Uh, usually, I start getting ready like an hour before a race, so having an hour to warm up and then getting right. a race that stops right. and then getting 30 minutes and then pushing it back and further. Then they push it back, right? It's it's just a whole lot of getting ready and then trying to cool down and then getting ready and trying to cool down, so. Yeah, my, my body was uh, was in a whirlwind today.
0: <laughs> do you feel like it affected the second race, or what did you think of the times?
2: Uh, you know, I, I hit that last hurdle pretty hard, but up until that point, I, I was feeling really good. Um, you know, every, everybody was running pretty fast today. Uh, I wish we could have seen the times of that first race, because sure. I do think it was a little faster, but... I'm, I'm proud of everybody coming out and doing what they did today because there was some pretty good times, especially for what we went through.
0: Where did you finish in the first one?
2: I didn't finish the so, first so one. So
0: that's a little yeah, redemption yeah, then for you too, right?
2: So it's not every day you, you get a second chance, so I, I am happy. It, it went better than the first time, but not what we what we, we have hoped, but coming back and getting it out outdoor I mean, I mean, Get on the podium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy about it. It's, it's my first time being on the podium, so I can be nothing but grateful for that. I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of myself. It's It's been a long season and even longer day, so I'm,
0: I'm glad I ended up where I was. So there you go, Jaden Green, a junior for the University of Montana track team, third place in the men's 60 meter hurdles to score points for the Grizzlies. It's Nuana's now. This is our River City Runners, where, where a couple times a month we hire we highlight some of the best running athletes. A lot of times distance, but we're doing all sorts of different runners uh, here today. It's presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Zootown Sports Cards is a great place here in Missoula. They've been around for a couple years now. They're starting to really get a reputation as an awesome spot, whether you're a super hardcore collector or you're just wanting to get your kids into it. You want a healthy habit for yourself, a healthy hobby, I should say. It, be, it can become a habit. I, it became a habit for me buying baseball cards, that's for sure. But I'll tell you this. It's one of the main reasons why I got this job because I was so obsessed with baseball cards when I was a kid. But Zootown Sports Cards, they also have a, one of their fun um, memorabilia shows coming up. They are hosting at the Doubletree Hotel on April 2nd. There'll be more than 40 vendors from around the state and region. The show lasts from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And admission is free. JSA Authentication, which will authenticate your autographs and things like that, they'll be on site as well. So come check out the hottest in the memorabilia industry at the Missoula Sports Cards and Collectibles Show at the Doubletree. That's April 2nd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. One of my favorite parts about track and field is just the pure, unadulterated joy of victory. And so often, the result in sports has so many different things that influence it, whether it's timeouts or substitution patterns or officials or all these different things that play into sports like basketball and football. And track, you either run faster or you don't. You either win or you lose. But the look on Alana Carter's face when she hit the finish line and knew that she had tied the school record and knew that she was a gold medalist for the first time in the hurdles was awesome and it was very fun catching up with her and just seeing and sharing some of that joy so here's Elena Carter she's a Helena Capital product a junior for the Montana State Women's Track team and her time of 8.45 seconds in the 60 meter hurdles tied a Montana State school record and earned her a gold medal Elena Carter here on Nuana's now
4: I saw you were clapping your hands there just really excited. I I haven't been feeling the best the past couple days, so I was a little bit worried, but I just knew that if I ran a clean race, which kind of did, and I would just be able to kind of get my way through it, is what I thought about. So I was just really excited when I finally did it, I guess.
0: <laughs> Yesterday's race, did it give you some confidence too? Because you ran really well yesterday too.
4: A little bit. I had a I hit a few hurdles in that race, so I was a little bit nervous, but I was still... Uh, Excited about the time,
0: better than I thought it would. Well, I know we talked in, in Ogden, uh, so what did you do from then till now to just continue to improve and push the envelope here? Um,
4: sprint training for sure, just a lot of sprints, a lot of like repetitive uh, workouts and speed workouts and hurdle training and just like all that, trying to get faster between the hurdles and over the hurdles. So I think that helped a ton. Yeah, and I know you've been hovering right around that school record, obviously that you own now. You got eight forty-five. do you really, think of that? Um, champion,
0: right? I
4: was excited. And I'm just here glad here. that I like consistently ran the same time, and it wasn't an up and down all season. I was just really excited that I was consistent this whole year, basically.
0: Well, I know you got your family here too, so you, you like running well in front of your parents and stuff. He,
4: yeah, it was. It's the best. My dad gets so excited. I can like hear him yelling when I'm in the blocks. I'm like, okay, be quiet. But it's <laughs> super gym. fun. I love when they're all
0: here. Yeah. Big, big Sky Champion. How's that sound?
4: Pretty good. I'm excited
0: for sure. There you go, Elena Carter, Helena Capital product and a Montana State junior, the champion in the women's 60-meter hurdles at the Big Sky Indoor Track and Field Championships in Bozeman over the weekend. River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Also, uh, worth noting that Elena Carter is the granddaughter of Lon Carter and the uh, daughter of of Lee Carter, both of those guys played football at MSU and both of them have been very influential in the Helena Capital community as coaches and uh, have mentored a lot of great players that have come through uh, the halls of Helena Capital so Elena Carter, a, a legacy Bobcat as well the highlight of this meet beyond anything that I just described was by one of the great long hurdlers in the United States except there is no long hurdles race during indoor track and field there's only the short hurdles race So Drake Schneider has often used the indoor season as a way to just train and get better in hopes of chasing the outdoor national championship meet bid in the 400-meter hurdles. Well, Schneider... Messed around over the weekend and went ahead and just won the 400 meters, even though he's not a traditional 400 meter runner. He also went out and got second in the 200 meters, even though he's not really a true sprinter. He's more of a long hurdler. And then the highlight of the entire thing, first of all, his 400 meters where he sprinted down the stretch and caught the guy in front of him to win going away was the highlight until I left. I left right after the men's 3K and I missed the mile relay, the 4x400 meter relay, which Caps every championship track meet. Well, I missed the race of the year. In the 4x400, Schneider ran one of the great anchor legs you'll ever see. You can find it online or on Twitter. I suggest you watching it. The entire arena is screaming and yelling and chanting, and Schneider blows the doors off of this thing. He started in last, probably trailing by 13 or 14 meters, and outlegs both of the Southern Utah and Northern Arizona teams to take the 4x400 and get the Bobcats second place on the men's side. We didn't get a chance to talk about that race with Drake Schneider, but I did catch up with him before I left. Montana State, uh, outstanding hurdler and 400-meter runner, a guy who's joined us on this show three times already, and back again because he's got a couple more gold medals hanging around his neck. Last interview for River City Runners, Drake Schneider from Montana State. So first of all, take us through the just the stretch run of that 400. I mean, you had to sprint all the way down to the stretch to get it. So how'd you track him down?
1: Uh, you know, two years ago, that exact same thing happened to me in reverse. Uh, I got out, took the cut, and, you know, and you, you pay the price a little bit for taking the cut sometimes. And I just trusted that my legs were going to be there because yesterday I felt like I had the legs in the last 100 meters, and they showed up today, and carry me across
0: the finish line is it easier to track somebody down or for or to hold them off when they're chasing you down
1: uh, I think it depends on how fast we get out <laughs> right. but uh, for me it's always fun chasing somebody uh, especially in the open for doesn't happen quite as often so I usually get out pretty fast but today Barrera Pereira took it out and so I had the chance to chase somebody down in the in the open for what
0: are you going through the race but I mean, what you think of just the overall pace did you like how it started
1: yeah I did uh, we are out a little bit faster than yesterday uh, but I was just as relaxed as I was yesterday, so it, I was okay with him taking the cut because he took it out so fast.
0: What, what's the mental readjustment like when you go from the 400 to the 200, when, especially when, you know, it's like less than an hour apart. How do you get yourself back focused?
1: Uh, that's where Jay Turner's training comes <laughs> in, you know? Uh, we do a lot of stuff on short rest, so you don't really think about it. I go and hit the air boots, and I come out here and do a super miniature warm up, and just trust that the legs are gonna be there. I know you still got the 4x4, four four, but pair of medals today. What does it mean to you to medal at Big Skies? Uh It means a lot, and it means a lot to get my first gold indoors by myself. Honestly, uh, you know I'm a foreigner hurdler, so this, these open events aren't necessarily my events. So it's it's vindicating to come out here and kind of steal a medal in an event that I don't actually run
0: all year round. So that was it was rewarding for sure. How much does that help, just running this indoor 400 to help you with your 400-meter hurdles outdoor?
1: Uh, it helps quite a bit mentally, I think. If you know you can beat everybody without the hurdles out there. Right. I'm a, I'm a pretty smooth 400 hurdler, so once the hurdles get added, it's even more to my advantage. So hopefully that doesn't jinx myself. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's nice. It's nice to know that without the hurdles, I can compete with even the best guys in the big sky. So once we get out there and get those hurdles out there, we'll hopefully put down some pretty good times this year.
0: What hurts more, the end uh, 400 hurdles or the end of a 400
1: meters? <laughs> uh, it depends on how hot it is outside. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Texas
0: A&M and you're having to cruise down there. Yeah, area. right? I mean, in Ogden, I was worried for you guys' health. It
1: was so hot down there. It was hot. Uh, to a- answer your question, it's probably the 400 hurdles.
0: <laughs> there you go, Drake Snyder. A glutton for punishment running the 400-meters indoor and the 400-meter hurdles outdoor. But one of the outstanding runners in the entire Western region, honestly, he had a top-10 time in the 400 hurdles last year and now Big Sky Indoor Champion in the 400-meters and the anchor leg on Montana State's 4x400-meter relay championship team. River City Runners presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Remember, the Double Tree Inn hosting the Missoula memorabilia and collectibles show hosted by Zootown Sports Cards April 2nd, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. So go check that out if you need something fun to do on that Saturday. How about what's going on around the rest of the Big Sky? We got four teams that have clinched buys on both the men's and women's side, but still jockeying for positioning, jockeying in the bracket, jockeying for that last buy. We'll take you through the standings on both sides. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. SPN Missoula Sports Center. The Mystique of Missoula returned with the Bobcats in town over the weekend. Below, I am Coulter Nuanez. For most of the last generation, the Montana Grizzlies held one of the best home court and home field advantages in all of college sports. Big Sky Conference member with the most success as of late in the Garden City has been the Montana State Bobcats. MSU won at Washington Grizzlies Stadium in football four times since 2010 before Montana licked the Bobcats on the gridiron in Missoula this past season. And the Montana State women have won at Dahlberg Arena four times in the last five trips before Saturday. But the Montana men's basketball team, despite its recent ups and downs, has never wavered when it comes to protecting home court against the rival Bobcats. And that continued Monday afternoon. Montana drilled 11 three-pointers and held the Bobcats to just one triple, forcing 15 MSU turnovers on the way to an 80-74 victory for first-place Montana State in front of 5,285. The win denied the Bobcats a share of the Big Sky title. Montana has now defeated Montana State 11 consecutive games in Missoula over the last 12 years. Travis now 14-2 against the Bobcats in his eight years at the helm for his alma mater. In the women's game, the Lady Grizz wrote the momentum of a raucous crowd, earning a 71 57 senior night victory to snap a seven game losing streak to the rival. The win was Montana's first in Missoula over Montana State since February of 2018. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What's up, Missoula? What's up, Montana? Hope you're having an outstanding start to your week. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I heard a little uh Tom Martello, little Chris Cornell. I reverted to my old brain. I said, what's up, Missoula? Because that's what Ryan Tutell used to always say. An audio slave is definitely a Ryan Tutel band. He's the one that got me all the way into these guys. So hope hope you're doing good, Gus, if you're listening. Well, we are statewide on SWX Montana Television. Appreciate SWX for being a part of it. You can always stream the show or find our show podcast as well on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Let's dive into Around the Big Sky in both men's and women's hoops. Take a look at the standings as we enter the final week of the regular season. On the men's side, we have the five teams that have first-round buys secured. Montana State, Southern Utah, Weaver State, Northern Colorado, and Montana. Those are the top five seeds, but we don't know which order they will be in. All five of those teams guaranteed buys, but who's going to play who, when? We all we know where. It's in Boise, Idaho at uh, Idaho Central Arena, but who's going to play, and when are they going to play? The Bobcats have a huge game tomorrow night against Southern Utah coming off of their Cat Grizz loss. MSU won in Cedar City earlier this year. Cats sit at 13-4, in league play, one game ahead of the twelve and five Thunderbirds, Weber State is thirteen and six, so they just have the one game left, so they are out of the mix for the one seed. If Montana State beats Southern Utah, they'll ensure at least a share of the conference title, but um, they still they'll still have two games left against Sacramento State and Northern Colorado, Northern Colorado. Is still in the mix for the title, even though they're a game behind Weber in the win column because Weber only has one game left, whereas Northern Colorado uh, has two games left, including playing the Montana schools. And then Montana, they have Sac State and Northern Colorado as well. So uh, a, a packed slate coming down the stretch. Right now, Eastern Washington and Portland State are tied for sixth. Sac State, don't look now. They were the bottom feeder in the conference period for the duration of this league season. And now they've won three in a row, and they sit at a three way tie. Right now, uh, for that eighth spot with Northern Arizona and Idaho, They'll, all three of those teams are 5-13. and 13. Then you have Idaho State pulling up the rear at 5-14. and 14. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, it all plays out, who's going to play who. But we do know this. MSU, Southern Utah, Weber State, Northern Colorado, Montana, they all have first-round buys on the men's side of the tournament. On the women's side, and the women's league has been getting all wacky, The Lady Grizz beating Montana State was a bit of an upset. The Lady Grizz were favored in the game via Vegas, which is um, a testament to Dahlberg Arena more than anything else because the Cats came in with a better conference record and having defeated Montana earlier this season and, of course, seven times in a row. But over the weekend, Idaho kept up their winning ways. Uh, They had a sweep of Sacramento State and Northern Colorado, so the Vandals are surging right now. Idaho State got pushed all the way down to the wire by Portland State, but they emerged against the winless Vikings, 67-64. Sac State, they got back on track as well. The 67-58 win over Eastern Washington. NAU drilled Weber 89-77. Then, of course, the 71-57 victory for the Lady Grizz over Montana State. Portland State, Idaho State plays tonight. The Big Sky schedule has the game replicated twice, so I'm not sure if it starts at 6 or 7, but it will start tonight. And then the women's games this week week are Wednesday and Friday instead of Thursday, Saturday like usual because the women's tournament does start a day earlier, so everybody's got to get to Boise. So Montana, they're on the road. They play at Northern Colorado and then at Sac State and then MSU. Same thing except for they're at Sac State Wednesday and at Northern Colorado on Friday. Here's how the women's standings look. Idaho State has sewed up at least a share of the conference title, but they still have a game against Southern Utah to to win that thing outright. Southern Utah, though, could help Montana State share the conference title as well if they were to beat Idaho State and if MSU was to sweep. And so here's where we are with the standings. Idaho State is 15-4 in league play with just that one game against Southern Utah remaining. MSU is second at 13-5. Southern Utah sits in third at 12-6. Montana sits in fourth at 11-7. And Sac State, Northern Arizona are tied for fifth at ten and eight. So, not nearly as much clarity in terms of who's getting buys. Idaho potentially still in the mix for a buy as well with a nine and eight conference mark. So that means the only schools that aren't in the mix for a first round buy are Northern Colorado, Eastern Washington, Weber State, and Portland State. So the uh, the games coming up this weekend, including that Saturday or excuse me that Friday game with Montana at Sac State. That could be for a seed. That could certainly be for a seed. So how did Lady Grizz harness the momentum of that rivalry game victory and uh, take that thing on the road? I think it would take a pretty epic collapse for Idaho State. Well, Idaho State's got a, got one of the seeds. They're the only one that's for sure going to get one of the seeds. It would take a pretty big collapse, though, for MSU, Southern Utah to not get a seed. But anybody's bet, anybody's ballgame when it comes to Montana, Sac State, and Northern Arizona. It's so another proven moment for Lady Grizz for me. They, they proved it to me on Saturday. They rolled the momentum of a home crowd. They beat their rival. They vanquished the demons of the MSU women's team that has haunted them for the last handful of years. But then can they harness something big, something exciting, and get better from it? Use it as a launching point instead of maybe letting it be a distraction. That's been an issue for this program and this team. And uh, Sac State, no slouch. They've been up and down. The The consistency has been a little shaky. But... They have tremendous talent, including Isabel Nadebo, who might be the most physically formidable team or physically formidable player, excuse me, uh, in the Big Sky Conference uh, in women's basketball. So there you go. That's a look around the Big Sky in both men's and women's hoops. You want to go to the Big Sky Tournament? We got a pair of passes. It's next week in Boise, stem to stern. All you have to do is tweet at us at Skyline Sports MT or at 1029 ESPN or at Krista Redpath, or you can text us here on the station line, triple 888- eight. One zero two nine. That's eight 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 one zero two nine. Just text us, Big Sky in Boise, and we'll be compiling all of those text messages and Twitter messages you've sent along over the last month or so. And we'll be doing a drawing later on this week. So look forward to that. Looking forward to having a couple of you join us at the Big Sky tournament next week in Boise, Idaho. What's going on for the rest of the week? We'll get you all set up. Keep it right here. It's New on us Now, ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-640. 4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com and remember, you deserve an advocate. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. What's so up, Montana? What's going on? Hope you have an outstanding Monday. Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us get your week started. Mr. Thing of the Show today, we had the Montana Basketball Hour talking all things cat grizz, women's and men's basketball. The University of Montana sweeps Montana State this weekend in Missoula. We also talked all the way around the big sky in men's and women's hoops and talked about the Big Sky Conference. Indoor track and field championships. You can find all of that on the Nuana's Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana and by the Advocates. All sorts of fun guests again for you this week. Tomorrow, we'll roll on with Bradley Corker and the voice of the Grizz. we also have Courtney from Camp Make-A-Dream coming in here to tell you about their new Rat Pod and the way that you can get involved to help make some kids' dreams come true. We also have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana from this last week. And going to catch up with our good friend, Justin Angle, for the latest edition of A Business Angle, the overlay between business and sports. Other guests for, throughout the week include our good friend, our inaugural and Primary producer and our head engineer here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, Tommy Evans, a guy who's been in and out on this show since the duration and beginning of it. Can't wait to have him back on the mic. We'll kick that one off Wednesday to put a cap on our 10th anniversary celebration here at ESPN Missoula. February was our 10th anniversary month here at ESPN Missoula. Tommy was out sick l- the last couple weeks, so he'll be back in. We'll do it on March 2nd uh, to put a cap on that anniversary celebration. Of course, we'll hear from some familiar subjects like Alex Esselman from SWX Montana Television, Brooks Nuanez from Skyline Sports, and Krista Redpath, our women's basketball Big Sky Conference insider. We're also going to hear from Steve Smiley, the head coach of the Northern Colorado Bears, Efforting Mark Campbell, the head coach of the Sacramento State women's basketball team. Also have a sit-down with Travis DeCure, University of Montana men's basketball coach. He'll be our Grizz Star of the Week, but we'll also have an in-depth interview with him for a profile I'm writing about him leading up to the Big Sky Tournament in Boise as part of our Big Sky Conference tournament blowout in association with the Big Sky so look forward to sitting down with Coach Takir. Also going to catch up with Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach. And then on Friday, we'll have our main man, Rajim Seabrook, back in the studio as well. The uh, series of profiles I'm doing, uh, I guess they're feature stories. couple profiles, couple not. Uh, here's the docket. You can look forward to seeing these on both skyandsportsmt.com as well as bigskycoff.com and probably some athletic department websites across the league as well. I'm doing a story from the women's tournament about the three most veteran coaches in the league, including Montana State women's coach Trisha Benford, who's been at MSU for 17 seasons, along with 14th-year Idaho head coach and 14th-year Idaho State head coach John Newley and Seton Sebolewski, respectively, and sort of the dichotomy with the fact that there's five new coaches in the league, Brian Holsinger at Montana, Mark Campbell at Sacramento State, Kristen Matteo at Northern Colorado, Jody Gleason at Eastern Washington, and Chelsea Gregg at Portland State. So we'll have a story kind of about the overlay of uh, those two dynamics. Also on the men's side, some of the most impactful players in the league are transfers. So uh, as for as much as there's been a, a scrutiny and uh, a negative connotation pinned to the transfer portal, some of the best and most recognizable and impactful players on both the men's and women's side are transfers, are Student athletes to take advantage of this one-time transfer rule. So we we'll have a story about that. We we'll also have a story about Idaho State and their pursuit of a second consecutive Big Sky Conference championship. Got a feature about Southern Utah's last ride through the Big Sky and some of the best memories of SUU's time in the league. Have a story about the three Brits from the Montana State men's team: Jabril Bello, Amin Adamu, and Great. Asabor, along with Chris Haslam, the associate head coach there at MSU, those guys have been a, a key to MSU's success so far this year. We're going to have a profile on Darian White, the outstanding point guard for the Bobcats, and of course that profile on Travis Takir, the eighth-year head men's basketball coach for the University of Montana. So I got a lot of work to be uh, t- to get done. I haven't never procrastinated on a project like this this much in my whole life, but. The good news is I've gotten a lot of these interviews done already. You just got to sort of put them all together. So should be fun, and hopefully you will all check all of that out. Hopefully you uh, are having a great start to your weekend month. Can't believe it's March already. We will also be having uh, our tournament takeover, where we'll be in Boise Stem to Stern all next week, as well as making a trip to one of the NCAA tournament sites to be determined. And we're also going to give you some details later on this week about the Bracket Challenge presented by Paradise Falls. We will have a Bracket Challenge on ESPN. The national site will host it, and we'll take entries from you. And I'm not going to fully tease out the prizes yet because we're going to spend the next five days getting said prizes. But I promise you, it'll be good. And my goal is to get you the first-price winner, a grand prize. That's right, a prize that's worth $1,000. So we'll see. What well, we can put together, but uh, very much looking forward to that. We'll be back at tomorrow 4 p.m. Get things kicked out for the Riley Corker and the voice of the Grizz. In the meantime, have a great Monday evening. Enjoy yourself tonight, and uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio.